0: Welcome to the Gem Revealed Podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. I am Janine Moniz. I'm so grateful that you are here to listen to another episode of our Gem Revealed Self-Mastery to Soulmate, our weekly podcast podcast. It's always my mission to make sure that you as our listener really walk away with something so incredibly valuable that it has the power to really transform your relationships and therefore your life. So um, with no further ado, today is no different. I have an incredible, beautiful friend here with me. She is going to touch on a subject that I I've never really talked about yet. Um, Sandra Gold, she is here with me today. Um, She lives down south, and I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that. But we are talking about relationships, and Sandra is a life coach, but she is in um, the area of relationships as it pertains to our children. So although that isn't exactly everything we're going to talk about today, but how it does affect our children down the road. So with uh, great privilege, it gives me uh, the the honor to say, how are you today, Sandra? How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a true honor. Yeah, it is so great for you to be here. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself. And first and foremost, just to make me jealous, I believe you're in the sunny state of Florida while we are in the very chilly state of New Jersey.
1: Yes, and uh, you know, we're Floridians are spoiled, but it's actually in the 40s today. So I'm wearing a sweater, (laughs) but we take advantage of that because we don't get cold weather very often. So it's actually a nice change, you know, you can change your wardrobe a little bit and It's nice. Feels good.
0: 40 degrees. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm surprised you don't have a Parker on. (laughs) It's not that cool. Well, um, outside of uh, the beautiful uh, geography that you're in, and of course, I love Jersey too, by the way, but what I would love is just tell us a little bit about your, um, your life coaching practice. And then from there, you know, I'd love to just share back and forth a little bit if you, you know, talked about why you started that up, like the why behind it and, I, you know, what that looks like for you today. Okay. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I mean, I, um, I started the parent coaching Associated with life coaching because it's very similar. You know, I'm a strong believer that you have to be the best version as a parent in order to influence change your children's behavior. So if parents are constantly stressed over finances or they're depressed or they have a lot of, uh, you know, struggles going on in their life and they're not addressing that, they're not going to be able to be the best parent. Absolutely. Therefore, they're going to act very differently around their children. They're going to be triggered a lot easier. If they don't listen. And we want to lead by example. Children don't do as we tell them. They do as we do. They copy everything we do. So we need to be the best example for them so they can grow up in a safe and happy environment and then copy that into their lives.
0: Yeah, that that is it's so true. There's so much there. We could just stay right there and unpack that for the rest of the rest of the thirty minutes. But it is so true. They're, they're, they're little parrots. They just role model everything that we do, everything that we say, and their little formative minds really just take on all of our thoughts and our our energy and you know our belief system. So mm-hmm. being that best version of yourself is so true. So before we really dive into that. Um, you know, Sandra, I know you've shared with me briefly, uh, you know, some of the, the obstacles that you've had in your own life as it comes to relationships, you know, why don't you go down that road and give us the understanding and, and the validity of why you're allowed to sit in that seat today. Some of the, maybe the scars and bumps and bruises that you've had that really have helped you evolve to really being in a greater, more incredible, healthier place today. Why don't you just share a little bit there? Yeah, and it it
1: actually, you know, as much as we like to look at relations, past relationships or, you know, in my case, a big divorce, an an ugly divorce as a failure, it it actually turned out to be a blessing. It's a big reason why I do what I do today and, you know, the person I became through that. But when you go through the divorce, it doesn't look like that. So, you know, I was married for uh, 10 years and, you know, we built a great life together. We were very successful. And... You know, things happen. We weren't a good match to begin with, but we didn't notice because we were so busy building the company and everything else.
0: So right there, I have to stop you because um, that is a big gem revealed, you know, that's a a billboard for us. We weren't a, a great match to begin with. What made you say that? Tell me a little bit more about that before, and then again, I want you to continue on. But these bigger pockets that are so meaningful—I don't want to bypass them because that's what really listeners need to know. So, what do you mean that we weren't a great match to begin with? And and maybe how could you have figured that out ahead of time?
1: Well, when when we met, we were very young. You know, it's twenty years old. We we were married by twenty-one, and you know, you don't know much about yourself at that age. You, I wasn't in self-development, I didn't know about core values and things like that. So, you know, you just fall madly in love, there's chemistry, you have a lot of fun, you know, when you're young. (laughs) And, but then that fades, and then there was nothing left. You know, we had completely different family values. We had completely different core values on every level. He wanted one thing, so he was running off in that direction and I wanted something different. So I was running in the other direction. So it was basically like we were living separate lives. And, you know, let, except for the occasional fun and traveling, there's nothing we have in common. And you it know, took years to figure that out because you get so used to the other person, too, and you just think that's their life.
0: Yeah, that becomes your responsibility and your obligation. And the only thing that I would say that, you know, I'd love your thought on is you said, you know, at 2021, 20, which again, I'm guilty of that as well. I was married at that age and, you know, obviously therefore divorced uh, years later, two decades later, but um, we don't know each other. We, we don't know ourselves at 2021, 20, but how many people that you work with, and I certainly, I could share my thoughts on this as well, you know, or more in your age bracket, my age bracket, that still, don't really know their true core values or what the most meaningful things or their ideal attributes in someone else. So what do you think about that so we don't pin it on (laughs) 20-year-olds?
1: It's true. It's so true. (laughs) Um, I think one of the main reasons is because people tend to uh, blame others. And I'm as guilty of that as anyone else. You know, I did that with my ex-husband. You know, he would treat me badly, in my opinion. You know, he would do things I didn't like, and I would blame him. He was, you know, the bad person. He made me feel bad. I was the victim. What I failed to realize, though, is that I never really explained what I want, who I really am to myself and him, set boundaries. And I basically taught him that it's okay that he can treat me this way. Because I never spoke up because I didn't know myself, I didn't know what I wanted and I never really spent the time on figuring it out, figuring out what is it that you want out of life, out of the relationship, who do you want to be with, who do you want to become, but it was a lot easier to blame him instead of taking responsibility.
0: You know, how does that, what you just summed up, you know, really not knowing, and this is just hitting me now, so I hope it, it's not going to come out as a fully formed thought, but I'll see what you have to say about it. So you're talking about, I don't really know myself, so I let them, you know, I let them treat me a certain way, not even really understanding the right and wrong of that. How does that roll into um, self-worth, self-value, um, self-deprecation, you know, any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, um, when you you don't know how to set boundaries or, you know, how you want to be treated, how you want to be in life, who you want to be and what you want out of life, it it all leads back to self-love. You don't appreciate or love yourself enough to step up and say what it is that you want to be happy. So you just basically take whatever people give you and that's it. You know, you don't, you, you can't feel self-worthy if if you let people treat you in any way they feel
0: like it right and i think you you said something really important um and i haven't really talked about this much either and it's it's making me understand you know for me in the role that i play it is a big topic is understanding boundaries so it, i would think that's got to do with self-worth and confidence mm-hmm. and growing yourself but then how do you set healthy boundaries right so I don't know if um, from a relationship standpoint before we get to the children um, you know do you have any thoughts on that like are there any easy quick you know high view thoughts that you have on what are the correct way to set boundaries of course we know that comes with healthy mindset confidence self-worth self-value but um, you know before we dig into that what are some ways just to create boundaries
1: Well, I think the first step is you have to really know what you want. And you have to, you know, have that self-love and self-appreciation. And then you have to set the boundaries from the beginning on. Uh, Even even before, you know, before you even really start dating, you have to know, okay, this is a rule breaker. If this person, you know, has this trait or behaves in a certain way, I'm not interested. I'm not even going to go anywhere no matter how hot he is, you know, we talked about this briefly earlier, a lot, a lot of times um, you, you get so sucked into a new relationship through chemistry, you know, and it's all physical and, and, um, and, and we don't really look at the behavior. So you need to set the boundaries for yourself and the other person from the very beginning. You have to know what you want.
0: Yeah. And this is male and female. This isn't just females, correct? But can we give that, like, I want to give an illustration because some, you know, I want to make it so clear because this is important. Too many of, you know, people that I've spoke with, um, they get down the road so far down the road, and I think the the jump start is they're physically attracted. There's chemistry, there's intimacy, and the next thing you know, it's just you're formed as a relationship. And you don't even know how it, how it happened, and and then you're out of sync and out of balance, and the boundaries are all all. Are all over the place. So let's just give it an illustration. First, if you do know what your core values are, you know what you're, you're looking for, your ideal attributes, you have this vision and a healthy mindset. But if, if we were to give maybe some more color to this, as way of uh, putting meat on the bones, if somebody came late the first time, if you're waiting and you're going out on a date and that person's late 10, 15, 20 minutes, okay, it's not a big deal, right? That's the first time. But if it happens a second time well then maybe you sit down and you have a conversation about it and maybe ask some ways that you can you know help make this less of an obstacle moving forward by the third time it becomes the red flag and that we need to do something different right and maybe that's a small a small illustration but maybe if it's somebody who loses their temper it's the same thing you lose your temper once okay that's a one-off they start losing their temper and yelling at you twice. You need to sit down and have a conversation and put up those boundaries. How do we minimize this? They yell at you a third time, and we have to do something different. There's there's a different set of actions that need to come before you pull that plug and say, This is not for me. And we can, you know, come up with a thousand different uh, different points, but that's what we mean by a boundary, correct? Like making sure you're setting the stage in the first minute. If it's cursing, I don't want cursing. You curse once, okay, that was a, you know, it slipped. The second time, come on, you know, what do we need to do different? So anything, whatever it is, you need to set that boundary. So is that, am I correct there? Do you want to add to that, anything?
1: No, I I agree with that, the sooner the better. And you're right, you know, people have, sometimes people don't even realize that they do a certain behavior or that the other person doesn't like it. And you brought a great point up, communication is so important. Because especially women, we assume the guy needs to know what we're thinking or feeling. But if you don't communicate, it's, they may not even know that they're hurting you by a certain behavior or a certain language pattern or something. So your communication is huge. You need right. to say what you want and need.
0: And the communication, how else would you set the boundary, right? Is, so it's, of course it has to wrap around communication, but therefore it has to be healthy. And I think this is another, you know, Funny thing that yeah, so many men are like, you know, I'm not a mind reader, but if we know that they are always saying it, there's got to be some truth to to women just going, I'm fine, you know, and expecting him to really understand what that means, but then not get crazy kooky and go off the rails too, but just to have really healthy, direct, non-emotional conversation. I guess if we wanted to chuckle a little bit, is really focusing on that, having it non-emotional, just stay really clear and direct and here's what I'm feeling. Here's what needs to happen. How can we do this together? What does that look like to make this better? And you do that together. So, you know, probably quick lessons here, but I really wanted to make that an illustration. So um, any any other thoughts to add in, go for it. Otherwise, I'd love to just keep moving on. We were talking about, um, you know, where you were in not blaming your, your uh, well, blaming him ultimately at that point in time, but now keep evolving in the story. I'll try, not to, I'll try not to cut you off again. <laughs>
1: no problem. Uh, so, so, yes, so, I mean, I was a huge blamer, you know. And uh, and we had a daughter, and she was three at the time when we started going through the, the, the divorce process. And, you know, when you're constantly angry with your ex and you're blaming him for everything and you're miserable because, of course, he caused it, your life is going to look very different. So I was in a stressed out. Uh, mode, not just, you know, over the divorce, but everything that's happening, there's so much going on when you go through that time, and I started noticing that, you know, I had a shorter fuse with my daughter, I was stressed, I wasn't paying attention to her as much, like I wasn't fully present when she talked to me, because in my head, I'm going over something you may have said earlier today to pick me off, or what was going on in the situation, and I noticed that I was treating her differently. So I was like, okay, something needs to change. That was kind of the first awakening. So she helped me get to that point. And then I really had to sit and be like, okay, he may have done X, Y, Z, but what was your part in it?
0: Ah, say that again. I think people need to hear that. Right.
1: I had to figure out what my part in the relationship was, because obviously, you know, he wasn't fighting by himself. He wasn't the only one you know, that screwed up. I had just as much fault in the, in the failed relationship as he did. So I had to really dig deep. And it's not a pretty sight because you have to confront all your insecurities and all your limitations and everything by fully admitting, okay, this is where I went wrong. I could have done better than I treated him badly in this way. And you have to take full responsibility. And as dark as that was, that was the healing. After I did that-
0: Your healing, that was the healing for you, not the marriage. The marriage was already gone. Yeah, the marriage was over, but
1: it freed me because now I looked at him differently. So therefore he didn't trigger me anymore. He could say whatever he wanted. It didn't work anymore. So, you know, when people push your buttons, It's not really them, it's you. Your buttons are being pushed.
0: Oh, you need to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) It always
1: comes back to you, you know, it's not him. He may know which buttons to push, but it's you who's allowing yourself to feel and get triggered when, you know, anyone, not just in a relationship pushes your buttons. So as soon as you take that responsibility, the blame goes away. And then you, you can free yourself. You're not going to see the other person as a narcissist or abuser or, you know, whatever you may have called him. All that disappears and it no longer triggers, you, which is beautiful.
0: That's really, that's, it's an amazing process, right? When you really stop blaming them and look in the mirror and say, where do I need to heal and where do I have to put up boundaries and where do I need to do a better job communicating and creating a healthy mindset to have a a healthy relationship? You know, I know, uh, you know, years later now, I've been divorced almost 12 years, but I was also married very young. So what do we know? You know, I, I, I had just, I was just beginning my own journey and I am absolutely clear as a bell on everything that I have done. To contribute into the demise of that relationship, and one thing I would say that most people do, um, that is so clear for me, is that I wanted my husband to be my savior. He was there specifically to make me happy, you know, to make sure that my life was fulfilled, and making sure you know that I woke up every day and he was there to meet my needs. And you know, when that wasn't working and my dream wasn't formulating exactly the way I wanted my fairy tale to look. It just allowed me to look everywhere else, but you know, to look inside my own self. So, mm. not you know, not saying that we didn't end up in the right place. He's where he's remarried, and life's great, you know, and I'm where I am. But I could certainly look back and go, "Wow, <laughs> guilty, yeah. guilty is charged, guilty mm-hmm. is charged." So, how how great would it be if people can realize this stuff up front? You know, life would be a, a lot different if we could really take. And take the, the responsibility. I know I shared with you a few times how many of the top date coaches out there, relationship coaches out there, you know, they often say, you know, make sure you send that flirty text and life will be great and he'll come running back to you. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And why are they on TV and in magazines? Why, why is that? So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
1: Well, I think it's, you know, the whole quick fix society too. It's a lot easier to learn how to formulate the perfect flirty text than to look at yourself and admit your own flaws. So <laughs> that's a bit of work and it's painful, you know, nobody wants to look at their dark side or their flaws and say, okay, this was my fault. So it's a lot easier to learn dating techniques versus, you know, changing yourself. So you attract the right person because if you don't change your own behavior and what you want and set those boundaries, you're going to keep attracting the same kind of people over and over. And then which you're going you, to wonder why you can't find the right person.
0: Which is what you said that, you know, you were guilty of as well. So you, you rolled out of the one divorce, but then somehow or another kept attracting the same person. Now I, I know that many many men and women keep doing the same thing. So tell us a little bit about that okay. and you know what that looks like and how we can maybe put some caution up there. Mm-hmm.
1: I know, even with all the self-work I did during the divorce and after the next relationship didn't actually look much different than my, uh, my marriage was. So I did attract the same kind of person, actually a little worse, <laughs> into my life. The difference, however, was that Since I was a little bit more self-aware at that point, I didn't blame him and I noticed the red flags a lot quicker. So I didn't get stuck in a 10-year relationship. I noticed it a lot quicker. I ended it a lot quicker and I saved myself out of that relationship. And then after that one, I was like, okay, this is really true. You know, I need to really, really look at myself. (laughs) Guilty as charged. And that's when it started changing.
0: Still, and, you know, and when you say, a what were some of those changes? When you say, you know, I began to change, what does that mean to, to somebody who's listening? If there is a female or male listening and they've, they've found themselves in a pattern and we have, you know, unhealthy patterns. Um, when you say, okay, I finally got it and I began to change, what does that mean?
1: Well, a big part was uh, the, the self-love and the, the confidence you know, because if you're confident, you don't need a man or a woman. You don't rely on them. I was fine by myself. So I was single for two, three years before I even started dating. Cause I was like, I really want to do what I like to do. I want to travel the world, I want to have fun. I want to get to know myself better before I even enter any relationship. And then, so it started with myself on that. And then I, I made a list of what I want in the next person, how my relationship should look. And it wasn't looks, you know. she has to be certain height, eye color and all that stuff, it was values. Do we share the same core values? And then with really knowing what I wanted, it's like energy, you put that out in the universe somehow and it comes to you. And then you tweak it a little bit, it's like, okay, you have that, but you don't have that, can we still make that work or is this a rule breaker? If it's a rule breaker, sorry, we're not a good fit, you move on. So you go through it a lot faster, so you don't have all those years of pain in failed relationships. You can end it while it's still good before all the fighting and everything starts.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, so, it's so important to keep getting to know that person and funneling it through their mm-hmm. core values and your core values. And not that the core values have to be identical, but you have to know if they could coexist. You have to know if they can merge together and become that oneness and really have those intentional conversations really early on, right? Sometimes, you know, really even before you claim it's dating where you become into any kind of commitment, but really have those correct conversations. So I love that you're saying, you know, first, what were my core values? Second, what are the ideal attributes of somebody that I'm looking for? And they weren't blue eyes, you know, six foot. And you know muscles, although that's not bad, but it's not it's not the, the core value. And to not get tripped up that their looks or that chemistry is that um, you know the first thing that really pulls you in without making sure those core values are really identified and talked about. So it's really really important. Um, so how how does that now roll into um, when? Here we are, we have children. You know, society tells us that one out of every two marriages is failing. Majority of those marriages, I don't have the statistics on this, um, but marriages that are failing more than likely have children already. So, you being um, a life coach, a, co- a life coach, which I, I failed to say the name before, uh, it's golden parenting, which I love that. Um, how is this affecting our children and do you see it more as a result of failed relationships at like from the the coaching that you're doing is there a pattern that's that's more that we could be aware of that really would minimize people needing this kind of coaching
1: yes absolutely I My mean, children that are going through a divorce are always a little bit more at risk you know than Obviously, if they grow up in a happy relationship or in a happy family, um, but it's even, even if they're not part of a divorce case, it's how the parents act, you know, because they copy us. And even if we don't fight in front of the kids, they can feel the energy. They know something is up. So when we're all stressed out, now the kids are getting all flustered, throwing a tantrum, we don't know why. You know, they don't know why, but they're picking up on our emotions. And then displaying it and you're already frazzled as the parents because you're stressed out of your mind. So you're going to be triggered and you're going to be yelling at your kid again. So it's like a vicious cycle. And you're setting an example too, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship, for example, and you're not getting out, your children won't grow up and see that it's okay to be treated that way. Therefore, most likely later on, they're going to attract a similar partner in their life because it's okay. And that's all they know. So it's like the generational pattern that needs to be interrupted on top of it and how we parent.
0: I love that, what the word you just used, you can interrupt a generational pattern, right? That can be broken from addictions to alcohol, to abuse, to boundaries. So that can be broken. And really, I think that sums it up right there for all of us. And some of the bigger things that we said, I think the first thing it comes down to, if you actually... I'd love to hear you maybe go through what are some of these big things that starts with what really self understanding and communication. Can you walk us maybe through this little you know bullet pointed list of things that we need to really be aware of? So people, if they had their pens and paper out, they could write down. All right, here's my to do list. This if I want to get on the other side of healthy here, what are some of the things that I need to wrestle with? What does that look like? Well, it starts
1: with yourself, like we've mentioned so many times. So you need to really sit down and figure out what you want and who do you want to be. And then who do you want to be in the relationship with your loved one or with your children? You know, do you want to be a loving partner? Do you want to be the one that gets triggered all the time and yell at your loved partner or your kids? So you need to figure out what you want first. Who do you want to be? so stay,
0: stay there one second that that's I mean it's just so big <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I have the answer but I want to hear you say it so how does somebody sit down and just say okay this is who I want to be what what would you tell them to do like that seems so big like okay sit down and go figure out who you want to be because right. what do you do with that afterwards you just you know what what happens there
1: right it can be I mean, it depends on the person because, you know, uh, most people are prone to negativity and what they don't want. So you can actually reverse it. If you're really having a hard time, write down what you don't want and then switch it over to what you do want.
0: I love that.
1: So if you're in a bad relationship right now and you don't like how the other person is treating you, you know, this is before you're taking responsibility, but still write down what you do want. How do you, would you like him to treat you or her? You know, would you like to give flowers? Would you like to, you know, do certain things? You have a certain language you want to be spoken to. What is it that you want? Or do you? And base that off from what you don't want.
0: Right, and then it's the same okay. as your attributes. You know, right. I'm yelling a lot. I don't want to yell. I want to be joyful. You know, I don't have any boundaries. I'm getting walked on. Well, I want to be a woman of boundaries. So, mm-hmm. and then I would think you once you get this list, if it doesn't seem that you have the tools to 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 get there, you know, then then it's obvious you need to get the role models, you need to get the coach, you need to read the book, you need to find the podcast, you need to find the right road there. So okay. I love this. Write your list. Write the write the story you want, and then find the the resources and the tools that are going to get you to what you need. Okay, so, we're, so I'm, I'm tracking. It's so much easier when you have
1: someone. You know, I mean, I I had coaches forever and mentors and i'm always you know learning more it never stops and it's easier when you have someone because when you do it yourself you know on your bad days it's going to be very hard to follow through even if you know the tools if you don't have someone behind you helping you
0: yeah i've had a coach for as long as I can remember. and different coaches, but one more recent coach, and I've, I've talked about her a lot. She was a guest. Her name is uh, Dr. Lisa Steiner. So she's not only a coach, but she's also a therapist as well. And I don't, I wouldn't even have this company if it wasn't for her. So right. she's just been able to, to help me be that best version of myself, just to just be that catalyst and help me, you know, go from that, close the gap between good. And how do I get from good to great? And then that there's, There's always that gap and never goes away. (laughs) You just keep reaching and refining and reaching and refining. But I couldn't have done it without her. I absolutely could not have done it without her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they see you differently. You know, you look at yourself very differently than an outside person. So you may not see certain things that you have, like superpowers or strength that you have. You don't see them yourself. But once it's pointed out, then you can close that little gap, you know, and apply those things.
0: I love that. They, they really help you define and use your superpowers. That's a great... I love that. Super. Okay, so we're, we're writing the story. We're, we're getting the help that we need. And then what else? What are some other things? I, I mean, I throw in, um, I think, communication skills. I, I just... I can't, I can't stress that one enough. I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
1: That's a huge one. If, and if you start that from the beginning on, even if you're uncomfortable talking about certain topics, it gets easier and easier. And there's nothing more beautiful than having a relationship where you can communicate freely, express yourself, because you don't have to hide things or wonder. You can just go and ask, hey, what do you think? Or I would like it to be like this. Can we make that happen? And it's going to be a very open and loving relationship.
0: Is there anything that you'd recommend um, when it comes to learning aspects of communication. You know, is there any book, uh, school, anything that helped you uh, learn maybe the art of communication? I mean, communication to me, the reason why I'm sharing that is um, I just, it's everything. The way that we communicate creates our destiny in my mind. So it's so big. So because I'm always shouting from the rooftops, I always want to hear, what do you think? Where did you go to really shape the way that a healthy person, a competent woman would communicate? Well,
1: um, I didn't really read any books or anything. I'm I'm, I'm very blunt to begin with. I've learned to be more tactful tactful uh, over the years as I became an adult but I would always say what's on my mind and you know when I was a teenager it's like you love me or you hated me because of what you say okay like even my girlfriends okay you look awful do not wear this or you look beautiful
0: <laughs>
1: you know, so it was like, I mean I learned to communicate a lot better and more tactful over the years but it's just I would always say honestly because If I don't say it, especially if I'm close to someone, it almost feels like lying. If I don't tell you the truth, and I hold back. And how are you going to know? Right. You know, you have to, you have to communicate all the time because I can't blame you if you're not doing something the way I want it, if I'm not telling you how I
0: want it. Right. So you're... It's like having a job. you're You're the boss. You're saying, make sure you really reveal... What you're feeling so that other person doesn't have to really do some of that guesswork which i think is really just so filled with wisdom my the other thing that i think is so important when it comes to communication is asking questions instead of making statements you know if the whole world would just learn to ask Mm. questions instead of defend themselves and you know ask a little bit more of Mm -hmm. how what and why um the world will be a much nicer place because we would learn to really I- identify what that person in front of us is feeling and really listen. Um, if we could just do that, I think life would be a lot better. Right there, just ask questions. So, that that would be my that's my hack yeah, so right true. there. That's that's the quick hack. Okay. All right, so we got the especially communication with,
1: Sorry, yeah, I was going to say especially nowadays, you know, between texting and it's messenger and all that. How easy is it to misread a message and just assume? you know, this person said this and they never meant any harm worth it. And oh, I,
0: it on happens every day. <laughs> how, you read an email and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? And meanwhile, it had n- nowhere near the attributes that I had, you know, summed up in my mind, you know, that would all depend on what mood I'm in as well. So yeah, it's really That's incredible it. how important it is to, to communicate healthy. And I'll say this, and I hope this really I, I hope people really receive this, you're go- only going to communicate as healthy as your mindset allows. You cannot create, um, you can't communicate healthy if your mind is filled with insecurities, um, if it's filled with anger, Uh, frustration, pity parties, if it's a victim, if you're not a victor and you're a victim, you're gonna communicate from that place. So really important to identify these things and learn how to communicate from a healthy place. But um, what, is there any last things that you might offer? Maybe one to let our listeners learn, maybe where they could reach you and especially if it is with uh, relationships as it pertains to our children. Um, where they find you and any last thoughts on, you know, last minute action steps or resources or thoughts.
1: Uh, last action steps. Um, just, you know, start looking at yourself a little bit more, look in the mirror and really ask yourself if you like the person that's looking back at you. And if you don't, you know, if you're not happy in your life, you know, there needs to be some change. And most people don't change unless there's massive pain anyway. So, you know, if you're already experiencing the pain, you're like this close, you know, millimeters from a shift to where you just have to take a small action step to push you over and, and change.
0: You know, I, you have said, I can't count how many, like three, four or five bombs that you've put out there that are just really caused you to just stop. And if look in the mirror and if you don't like what you see, do something. Take the change without blaming anyone else. Do something. Create the life that you want, and then you'll have the relationships, including your children. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a really that's a great place to really conclude and land the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sandra, you've you've had so much wisdom here, and have gone through so much in your own life to really come out now where you have a, a super successful business, and obviously you don't have to be in Florida to work with Sandra so Sandra maybe tell people a little bit more about what it means to work with you and we can we can say goodbye there
1: uh, well it's an all-life uh, surround program basically because uh, you know I want you to be financially free so you don't stress over money have a healthy mindset be healthy physically so you can actually be there for your kids and maybe even see your grandkids running around and still play with them. Uh, so it covers really all areas of life, it's love relationships. And I have great coaches like yourself that I work with who are specialized in that. And uh, it's just working on all areas of your life to create a beautiful life for yourself and your children. Because when you're happy, your children will be happy.
0: And where can they find you? Is it um, on um, website? People, yeah, there's goldenparent.com.
1: Uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is usually through Facebook, either PM me. look me up understanding gold or there's a facebook group called the golden parent it's great to join it's a lot of free training in there and it's a lot of fun We have challenges and parties and all kinds of things going on in there
0: i love that i am gonna uh you know you know that i have an eight-year-old granddaughter so Mm -hmm. um absolutely would love to i'm gonna join i didn't even know that so so facebook groups called the golden parent or i could find you on facebook sandra gold so I cannot thank you enough for sharing as much as you did, as transparent as you are, and really giving us all those nuggets of wisdom. I know you stopped, uh, you know, I had to stop a few times and scratch my head and go, that's, that's a lot. Let's unpack that. Thank you so much. And I look forward to really chatting with you again and um, thank our listeners so much for stopping by for another episode of Gem Revealed, Self-Mastery to Soulmate. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you
1: so much for having me. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion. So please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.